There she is. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm all right. You're looking good. Oh, thanks. You too. <laughs> thanks. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Are you in Oklahoma now? I am. Yeah. I'm in my home. I know this is this tropical lushness <laughs> is a house plant. <laughs> sure. Sure. But it, it kind of brings that feeling of where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. When's the last time I saw you? I don't even know. It's, it's way too long. I think it was like one of your trips back to New York, you know, to many, New York. many, many moons ago. Yeah. Which are- Hello. And welcome to Change for the Better, the Power of Arts in Education, Episode 31. I'm Stacey Tiro, a high school performing arts teacher for over 25 years. I've taught a lot of amazing people. Now that so many of my students are adults, they'll teach me how, through the lessons in my classroom, they have been changed for the better. So today's guest takes us back to the class of 2003. Remember Hillary Becker from 2003. Um, so this was the first graduating class to enter in as a freshman class, because prior to that, it was grades 10 through 12 and class of 2003 came in as freshmen. This is a self-professed Jane of all trades. She was involved in so many different aspects of thespians and dance in, in our school. And she got her feet wet in every production that we did from the time she entered high school. She was on stage. She was backstage. She was in straight plays and the musicals and the dance concerts and the classes. She was in leadership roles. All four years of her high school experience were filled with performing arts. And then, of course, one of her most notable star turns was as Miss Adelaide in Guys and Dolls, for which she was nominated for an outstanding duet for her performance of Sue Me with her acting partner, Chad Dentrone, who we'll hopefully get on the podcast at one of these days, at what was then the, we called it the Helen Hayes Awards, which was like a, a sort of a regional uh, high school theater award show. So her early experiences in the arts seemed to be a catalyst for much of the work that she's doing now. And we're going to talk about all that. Back in the day, she took modern dance, ballet, choreography, whatever courses that we offered, she took. Uh, and then she continued her training after school at dance club and then with all the thespian shows and musicals. So she found a passion for dance that just carried through to her adult life. After high school, she studied journalism and art history at Ithaca College in upstate New York. And then she went and received her master's of arts in nonprofit administration from North Park University in Chicago. So she moved out to the Midwest. Throughout her education, she took full advantage of the film and TV programs that were offered by the school, acting in student TV shows and taking theater and dance classes. It just, she got bit and she, she never was able to leave that uh, performing arts environment. And once she graduated, she chose to stay in Chicago to pursue a career in the performing arts. 
So she started working at Chicago Symphony Orchestra and eventually moved to Lynx Hall, which is a performing arts venue that presented works by artists in various stages of their careers. Uh, eventually she became the associate director all while practicing her craft, collaborating with other artists, taking classes and performing. Most recently, she took a giant career leap in 2016 when she moved to Oklahoma City <laughs> to take a position as curator of public programs and performance at Oklahoma Contemporary, where, according to her bio, which is really, really impressive now, she leads the development of exhibitions and contemporary art-related programming that emphasizes diversity, innovation, collaboration, and community. It all tracks. <laughs> she has a long list of recognitions and accomplishments, including the founding of her passion project, Jaspera Productions. Did I say it right? right, where she produces artistic work by BIPOC artists and facilitates cultural exchanges and performances in the United States, Haiti, and Brazil. Like I said, quite impressive. So I think I've spoken enough, and now I'm going to turn it to my guest, who's going to answer question number one, which is, what is your name, impressive person, the year that you graduated, and tell me a little bit more about what you do now. Thank you. That was exhausting to hear. <laughs> uh, my name is Marie Casimir, and I graduated Spring Valley High School in 2003. And um, I always say I'm a multi-hyphenate. I am a curator of public programs and performance. Um, I have my own production company, as uh, Stacy stated, Jasper Productions. And then I'm also a practicing dancer and artist and, and creator of performance. Wherever you can get arts in, you do it. Yes, in all the, all the crevices. Yeah, I and I, you know, I've kind of been sort of following your your path from afar. And I, I mean, like really I, in the blog, I'm, um, I'm going to tag like her website and the Oklahoma, uh, conservatory, uh, not conservatory, um, contemporary, contemporary, thank you. Oklahoma contemporary website, just so you can see the kind of work that she's doing. Um, it's, and, and there was some Emmy nomination, like a, like a local Emmy. Yes, that was recently yeah. Emmy nominated for a dance film that I directed and created. So exciting. Amazing. Like, so, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knew? unexpected. Didn't know. Greatness in our midst. Uh, well, I know, so it's okay. Uh, so I'm going to link all of that in the blog post. So anybody who is interested can learn a little bit more and I'm hopefully, hopefully you'll, you'll talk a little bit more about what you do throughout this interview. Um, but before we talk about now where you are now, let's go back in time. And I want you to use your now very adult brain to describe your adolescent self. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Yeah. Adolescent teenage Marie was full of energy bouncing off the walls, <laughs> right? Couldn't contain it. Um, really curious, like 
I remember, like, I think I asked a lot of questions and I was really curious about the world and, um, and, uh, and quirky and really quirky, you know, I, I think those are the things maybe yeah. there's more. Yeah. Love, lovely quirky. Um, I, I, I remember just loving working with you. You had this wonderful spirit um, and, and kindness and goodness, like all, all of the, the virtues that, you know, you would hope a, a young person would have, Marie kind of had it all. Um, and that curiosity and, and wanting to develop these interests that she had, um, certainly benefited me, uh, <laughs> as the drama dance teacher. I was happy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so excited to be there with you. It was mutually satisfying. Let's put it that way. So now that we're looking at where you were and who you were then and the crazy energy that these adolescents have, what was something that happened in the studio, on the stage and rehearsals that helped you to manage or to regulate that adolescent self? Yeah, I was uh, thinking about this and I think for me, even though I appeared to be really outgoing, mm-hmm. um, which it was, this is all true, but there was always this underlying um, sense of nervousness, right? And I was, I was still a teenager, so still really nervous to, to step forward. And so I feel like I kept getting opportunities to prove myself in the studio and, and also on stage. Um, you really gave me the opportunity to, um, like, I felt like I really, I really grew in terms of like, you know, I had these like little parts and then I had larger parts. And, um, when I was cast as Miss Adelaide and guys, and also it was crazy. I was so excited, but I was so nervous. Um, I think I was a sophomore at the time and, um, which was a big deal for a sophomore to have the lead or one of the leads. And so I feel like, although I was very outgoing, I still needed to build a sense of confidence in myself. And so I think you really provided that just trusting, trusting me with those parts and those roles. And so I was able to really build confidence. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one that I love seeing the progress from the beginning of a project to the end of a project, especially with adolescents. Cause they all, they come in and they're all flippity jibbity and, and I'm like, you're going to be okay. So just like, let's trust the process and keep things going. And, and then, and then you do. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I, the, even the most outgoing of us, you know, self-doubt is always sort of there for a lot of people. So I will say I'm somebody who still has self-doubt still, I'm 38, still, still dealing with it, but you know, you remember the experiences where you were able to overcome it. And so I appreciate you for trusting me so early. Um, well, and I love where it has taken you looking at, at your resume and I keep looking at your work and how, how fully developed and rich that it is. And it's all within your, it's like aligned with you know, who you are and the passions and the culture that you come from. And I'm, it's just, it's extraordinary. And that you're bringing it, you know, into this place um, that values it so highly. 
I, I'm just, I'm so happy for you that this mm, came up you. you took advantage of. So what are some of the lessons, if you can think back, that you learned in the studio that you think about or use today that you brought into today's work? Sure. I think number one, I am, I'm an incredibly collaborative person today in, in my career and also just in life in general. And I think when you're working in a studio, there's, you know, there's no just like I, there's we, right. And um, especially in the dance studio, but also in thespians, like you can't, you need every single person to be able to do it. Um, And we were such a family that I learned that it's um, it's good to rely on other people, right? It's 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 great to have to be able to build trust and and to collaborate with other folks. And I learned that really early. I think people always say that about sports, right? That's why people play sports. Team sports teaches collaboration. Well, so does the dance studio. So does the theater. Um, and so I feel like um, it's really easy for me to jump into something with people I've never met, right? Like I can show up on a project and I don't know you. Um, and at the end, by the end of the day, we're, um, I have fallen right into place because I feel like I learned that really early. Um, so collaborative work also that you can get better over time. I remember, um, having to learn Shanae turns. I did not have early ballet training like some other folks. And I remember Jamie Goddard, oh my God, bless her heart, um, <laughs> taught me, <laughs> she, we worked at her house for hours and hours because I needed to get this Shanae turn. I don't remember which show it was. But she worked with me for a very long time. I was not the best dancer. I really wasn't. It took me a long time to get choreography um, and to also get certain moves. And so for me, it was always like, just keep trying, man. Just keep trying. Yeah, that that was very similar to my experience because I started this whole theater thing late. And it was like, I think I was a in like eighth grade when I first, I did my first show and I was like, oh my God, you know? So I didn't take, you know, dance since I was three years old. So all the the girls who were my age, who were enrolled in the dance classes, they were like, yeah, know. they'd been dancing since they were like little four-year-olds exactly. in class. Yeah. It's like in their genetics, you know, in their DNA and everything. And so uh, it, it took me a long, long time to develop, you know, any sort of skill that was I'll say, you know, worth anything in the professional realm, you know, and even then it, it wasn't, I wasn't like the highest caliber of dancer. I was like the, you know, actor, singer, dancer. I was kind of like in that middle, you know, space. Same. (laughs) Exactly. But the fact that, you know, you can have a career performing arts career, even with, you know, um, I say limited abilities, just limited amount of time that you have spent, but Mm -hmm. that time spent in developing uh, the talent and the skill, it's the most incredible path because you, I feel like you appreciate it so much more where you came from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I always felt really lucky. I tell people this all the time. I'm like, listen, I didn't grow up dancing. I had a free dance program at school (laughs) and that meant all the difference because my parents couldn't afford dance classes. Right. I was a, I was a gymnast for a very short amount of time. And then I couldn't take those classes anymore because gymnastics is really expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I got free dance classes, right? In high school. Amazing. So the, the, all of the things that you got, the, the sense of collaboration, you know, you talked about working with new people and how, how quickly it is. How does the collaboration play into the film work, the dance film work that you've done? Well, I've worked on um, dance films in a couple of different ways. Um, one with um, a, a production company that's entirely like, this is what they do. They work with um, not, they don't actually work on dance film, um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. They just work in production and film production of all different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've worked with a friend of mine who's, who's a filmmaker um, who works with various different artists and has worked with dancers. So there's different different like competencies there Mm -hmm. and different um, uh, like language, like you have to learn a new language Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. um, to collaborate with people. And so I have a general film background having, having been around that work in college and also like on a few other projects, but I really had to it's so funny sometimes you're as a dancer you're like I'm speaking a different language than this than this crew is speaking they don't understand what I mean just a back and forth just be having to be generous and kind in exchanging ideas and also um, sometimes you're teaching and sometimes you're learning right so it's this back and forth about teaching and learning um that's really served me um in, in the film work. And that's been, the learning part has been amazing. Like, so exciting. I'm just like, like, I can't get enough of it. I'm working on another one. Oh, something else that might be, um, I mean, nominated. I don't know. We'll see. I'm in pre-production right now. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been really that I think like the, the point I just said, the teaching and the learning that's been really, really great in terms of collaboration for me. When we did um, last year with the pandemic and we had to do all the virtual stuff, that was the probably the biggest learning curve that I had because everything I had done up until that point was do it on stage. Just like, I didn't have to rethink the way I did anything. And right. all of a sudden we weren't, we weren't doing it the way we normally did it. And so we're, I have to, think in terms of setting up scenes and, and rehearsing kids like on a zoom and how do we get the kids to, how do we communicate? Well, how do we figure it out first and then tell the kids what they need to do in order to set up their shots and send it in. And then the editing process, which is this whole new world that I had zero knowledge about before, but collaborating with Hearns Laguerre Jr., who was episode six, he taught me an immense amount just about his world, his like videography world. And now I have this new sort of foundation for other potential projects, you know, including this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're in a brand new 
it's 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 sort of a brand new phase. Um, my dance film work came out of the pandemic. I I, I was going to make performance. And I had these this performance scheduled and I was like, we can't, it's no longer safe. And so I was like, okay, pivot, we're gonna make a dance film, right? Like many of my other, you know, colleagues all around, suddenly we were all making dance films. <laughs> yeah, but how how incredible it is that we there's this new medium now that wasn't at, I mean, I'm sure there were there were plenty of dance films out sure. there. It was not, it wasn't the mainstream, it wasn't what people you know, we're normally seeing. And now it's this medium that you, maybe somebody would go to first, right? Of, you know, spending the money on, on, you know, getting a performance venue and having to, to deal with that. Well, you can, you can create that on your laptop. Nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> and it's easily dispersed, right. And more people can see it and, and engage with it and interact with it. So I'm, I'm taking it as like, uh, a huge opportunity to to grow and and also to like follow a path that I think I was on previously and 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 veered away from um, and so it feels like I'm actually circling back because I was working in like television and film a little bit when I first left high school. Mm -hmm. How does your body feel? Um, you know, because moving in well well into the 30s now, right? Oh, I mean, I'm like knocking on 40, Stacey. <laughs> I'm like, do you see these grays? Do you see these I do. Grays? And they're lovely and gorgeous. And, you know, join the club because, yes. Yeah, I haven't. My mother really wants me to color my hair. <laughs> I, you know, I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But now I'm just like, this is what it is. This Let is it go. It is. Let it be. Yeah, I mean, I love yours are beautiful. Thank you. So I, I did. I, like, I did color for, um, I don't know, three or four years in my early forties. I was like, no, like I just wasn't right. ready for it. Not ready. And then after like at about 45, I was like, what am I doing? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went great early. Um, cause I'm 38. And if you're asking like how my body is doing, it's in, I'm going through like a trans, like a transition right now. I really feel it. Um, especially when I'm dancing, um, with 20 year olds, 20 something year olds. Right. I was teaching for a little while and, um, and also still actively sometimes dancing with people who are much younger than me. Mm -hmm. And so I can feel, I can, when I come down <laughs> from the jump, I can feel my knees. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, Oh, um, or yeah, I just, I don't move in the same way anymore, but I also have a patience mm -hmm. with movement. That's really beautiful now that I didn't have earlier where I just like sink into the movement a little bit more. I luxuriate into it more. I, um, I take time and, uh, that's really cool. And I think that comes with age and not needing to, like, I don't need to like perform. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I, I found that all last year I was just like in pain. <laughs> My hip was just in pain, um, yeah. more often than not like that pain was the norm. And when I, you know, kind of came back to summer vacation and a couple of weeks went by, I was like, oh, I don't feel that pain so much anymore. Huh? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I need to luxuriate a little bit more. Yeah. 
just like hang out, hang out in it a little bit longer. <laughs> give, give, I, I was, I'm always like, I'm a little bit um, crunchy granola i I'm always like, let it breathe. Like give it, give it breath, let it breathe. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, talk about other ways that you think that you've changed since you graduated high school. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have changed that much. I'm like, maybe I kind of feel, I feel like, uh, well, there's been a trajectory for sure. Um, I maybe sometimes I'm like, am I more, am I more adventurous or was I, but I was super, I was pretty adventurous in high school, but I think sometimes like for example even studying journalism you know I come I'm Haitian American and so I come from an immigrant family and so that choice to study journalism was a safe choice for me I love the work I was interested it wasn't that that's that wasn't you know I was a writer and um and I was interested in long-form journalism but I was really afraid to go to school for theater (laughs) I was like what are my parents they're gonna be like theater um and the truth is I don't think that was true I think they would have actually been fine I think they would have accepted it but I had these expectations of you know um in a Haitian household there are these expectations that you're gonna do something that um that's that's gonna be solid and respectable and make some money but like journalists don't make money so I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) like I don't know what I was thinking. Very few journalists make money. Very, very few, very few. But it it felt like um, it felt respectable. And I was like, well, if I could just do the thing that I, I love to do on the side. And also, I like to do this. It'll it'll be fine. And so I feel like um, maybe how I've changed is that um, I lean into the thing I really want to do um, more. You know, I like with age, I've, I've gotten bolder in, in saying, never mind, I don't need to actually do this. Um, and I really, yeah, I, I put my time into my passions. I'm still doing a lot of the responsible things, of course, but I think I've, I've been taking more risks the older I've gotten. Do you think, and I'm asking this question, which is actually not on the list because, you know, this is partially targeted to adolescents, you know, now, um, and the idea of going to college and then moving on from college and not doing the thing that you went to college, you know, for, right. And it happens to all of us, but what part of what you're doing now is informed by your college education? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it shows up a lot. Yeah, I've got multiple degrees and various different things, but I work at a contemporary art center. The art history certainly is paying off. Right. And I, I kept a foot in that the entire time, even when I left college, working in galleries, working with museums. So that's still there. And then journalism. I love research. I love research so much. And before I make a dance, I'm researching, I'm reading and, um, and I'm writing. Writing is a really important part of my creative practice and I make my dancers write. And I'm like, okay, you guys, you know, when I, even when I'm teaching, I'm like, we're gonna write about, 
you know, how it is that we're feeling today. And so there's like journaling, but then we're also going to write about this topic and the subject. And um, I do, I do a lot of research. That's something that comes up all the time where, you know, kids don't, they don't know what they want to do when they grow up. Right. And so they go into college and they pick a major that they think they might want to do. And then they gradually have like, well, I don't want to do that. But I think the point is not to go to college to major in the thing that you're going to do for the next 30, 40, 50 years, but rather to gain skills and gain knowledge about yourself. That's going to get you to your next step, whatever that is. Yeah. So let's, um, let's bring it back to the now. And I want you to think with your adult brain, what would your adult self tell your high school self now to help ease the way in high school? I think my adult self um, would say, it's okay to be weird. Lean into the weirdness. Um, You know, you are quirky, you are unique, it's okay. Uh, and to like be really, so I was reading my yearbook before this, <laughs> before we got on, cause I was going through my yearbook. I haven't looked at it in years <laughs> and, you know, dusted it off, like from the back of my closet, found it. And so many people were like, man, you're so weird. <laughs> yearbook, but it's kind of cool. You know, like you're, it's really, you're really strange, but I kind of like that. You're really strange. Um, and I think I, and I think I did feel weird in high school. Um, but I would say it's okay. Like lean into the weirdness because weird people do cool things later on in life. It's okay. 100% accurate. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the weird people who do the most wonderful, interesting things like what you're doing. Um, so what is something that maybe you're grappling with now? Mm, taking care of myself, taking care of myself. I am really busy all the time because I have a lot of different interests, right? That hasn't really changed since high school. That's something that's still pretty consistent. I want to do everything all the time, um, because I'm excited about the world and what it has to offer, but um, that does really like, I'm married. <laughs> I have a husband. I have a, uh, two cats and a dog. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> there's a whole little unit, um, that like also needs my love and my attention. Um, and you know, and I have a family and, um, and friends. And I think because I'm someone whose work is their passion, right. Uh, both like my nine to five job and also my projects, that it can be really easy to forget everything else and to um, forget myself in the process. And so sometimes I actually really, I do a pretty poor, the honest truth is I do a poor job of taking my care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a therapist. I see a therapist like regularly, um, like every other week um, if I can. And she keeps me really honest about like slowing down and, um, and just taking time. Yeah. So I'm grappling with taking care of myself truly. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the taking care of yourself piece, uh, in another couple questions, but before we do, 
tell me like one thing that you miss about your high school Marie self. And then one thing that's gotten better since you've become an adult. Oh man, she was fun. <laughs> she was so fun. I just, um, I feel like I, I boundless joy. Yeah. I would definitely say about myself, um, in high school. And so I, I had a lot of fun and I'm still a pretty good time. I'm still like a fun person, but I think that, um, it's like a running theme, but the pressures of the day and, you know, everything that, um, I have going on in life and also just like what's going on in the world. It's really hard for me. Um, I'm a Pisces, so I feel all the feels, um, and it's really hard for me to, to, to witness like the injustices and things that are happening in the world, um, that matter to me and to not be impacted. And so I can, I get weighed down by that. Um, and so sometimes I forget to like tap back in to the fun, like boundless joy version of myself in high school. Do you think that you can tap into it within the projects because you're doing all these performance related things. Does that like young Marie kind of come out every once in a while? It does when I'm in, um, when I'm in the moment, when I'm in the process, right? Like sometimes like the pre-production, everything leading up to it. I'm like, Oh God, help me get through this. Um, even though I like it, but it's hard. But then when I'm in the moment of like performing or directing or something and just making creative decisions, um, then yeah, there's, I leave, you know, it's another, it's like, I leave myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. That being, being in a studio environment. And I say this all the time. Like I, sometimes I'll walk in and I'm just like, not in a good headspace, but I got to teach another class. So, okay, here we go. And then we go and rolling on the floor and doing turns and jumping and making, making fun stuff and creating. And then by the end of the class, I'm like, okay, great. Uh, See you later. Feeling really good. I'm like, oh, right. So that's where that that um, sort of spontaneity and that really mindful being present, um, just doing the thing that you love doing, uh, that's everything. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I'm not always actively doing that. So I think because I have to balance it with other things, I think I forget mm-hmm. um, that is until I have it. And then it's like a serotonin hit. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I am okay. <laughs> this is great. This is great. I think there was another part of your question, but I forgot. Yeah, no, everybody forgets because we wind up getting into it. <laughs> so that was your that was the one thing that you miss about your high school self. But what is one thing that's gotten better since you graduated? That's gotten better. I'm more sure of like what I want, what I want in life and like who I am. Mm-hmm. And again, it's um it's so funny because I think. Um, people would have thought, no, of course, of course you, you know, they would have been like, Marie, like she knows exactly where she wants, but like internally, I think it was a huge struggle. I think, uh, you know, um, so I am more sure, um, yeah. And, and, and more focused on, on what I want and that not just like career wise, but just like love and, um, yeah. And friends and, and family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So if you could give a piece of sage advice to high school students now, what, what would that be? Love yourself. 
love yourself. I know that sounds really basic, but it's like when you're, um, when you're a teenager, it's so hard because you're going through so many changes and, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge transition time. And so love yourself in the best way possible. Um, cause you are the best person to love yourself. Cause you know yourself the best. Just love yourself. Yeah. And if you love yourself, then you can love everybody else around you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm going to swing back to that taking care of yourself bit mm. <laughs> grapple with when you do take the time to practice self-care what are about three examples that you do now to help you to center or to regulate yourself absolutely i was just talking about this morning i um, love water i find water really like cleansing and so i will take a really long shower like put on some tunes take a long shower you know, maybe a face mask, like wash my hair and like nothing. It's just basic, but like a really long, hot shower. I, uh, meditate when I can. Um, lately it's been not great, but, but I do know that when I do it, um, which is just like, it's nothing complicated. It's just deep breathing, right? Deep breathing, feeling myself on the ground, Um, I have a little space and this is my home office. So I've dedicated a little space for that. And so like remembering that that's there for me when I need it. Um, And so I would say that and then um, sleep, (laughs) laying in the bed, just like literally like, oh, I'm just not going to get out of this bed for a while. Yeah. What are your hours in for work? Um, it depends. I work in performance. Um, so, and programs. So I do have like a regular, like nine to five, but then some days, you know, I'm there till 10 o'clock because we have, um, an artist talk or conversation, or there's a performance and, um, and I change, you know, I regulate it. I change it. And sometimes I'm working on the weekends. So if you're working in performance, your hours are irregular. <laughs> yes. Yes, they yes, are. As you know, as you know. Yes, there are times. Halloween when taught me well. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been prepared since Halloween. That's right. <laughs> That's right. There are times when I'm home. I can be home like two thirty. I'm like, it's a great day. And there are times when I don't like get home till eleven o'clock. I'm like, oh, yeah. right. That's that's yeah. night. Right. Okay. Fine. There we go. Yeah. But that's uh, that's the way of the performers. You know we. Mm-hmm. We never really rest completely. And even when we're resting, the brains are. The brain is going. And honestly, I don't know that I would like it any other way. (laughs) I may complain about it at times, but then I'm like, but would you really want like a nine to five, like standard? Probably not. Probably not. No, I think my husband works in corporate. I'm like, I could never do what you're doing. I could never talk about like the numbers on the spreadsheet as though they actually matter to anything. (laughs) But when I make something and it, and it, it touches something, somebody else, or it connects, makes somebody else connect with the thoughts and the feelings that I have. Sure. That's just kind of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But some spreadsheets. (laughs) Before you wrap up, I want to say, 
because I, I need students to hear whoever is hearing this or whoever that you were one of the most um, important people in my life in terms of impacting what it is I do today. Like truly, mm-hmm. like you just had, and, and I'm sure that's, and I'm not, I'm sure I know that's true for all of the students who have come, you know, through, through Thespians and through Dance Club and everything else that you do, because you, like, you treat us like adults, right? Um, and not that uh, you, you treat us like children when we need to be taught like children, right? Like the, the care that you need for a child, but you treat us like adults in that um, we are able to think for ourselves and to problem solve for ourselves. And so just giving us, um, giving, like providing that, like really set me on a path. So thank you, seriously, seriously. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I love what I do. I know that the arts education experiences that I had when I was, well, I'll say your age then were instrumental to me. Um, and the teachers that I had. And so when I got into teaching, when I decided that teaching was like the path that I was going to go and it took me a while to get there, but I finally did it. Um, I was like, I want kids to know just how important this is. I want them to feel just how important it is. Um, not just, you know, as a thing to do, but like to their souls. So I thank you for the feedback. Um, cause all we want to do is a job well done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't do any better than that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to close this out. Thank you, Marie Casimir for sharing you uh, and your experience and your growth. Um, I, I am super proud because I think of the, the like little stick figure girl. <laughs> I know she's so skinny. Back. Oh my God. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna find some more pictures because we need to find some more pictures. But thanks again. And everybody, uh hope you were inspired. I certainly am. Tune in next time for our next installment of Change for the Better, the power of arts in education. Thank you. Yay!